Appreciate it. Good morning. Privilege, privilege, privilege to stand here this morning. Uh, really excited about some things to share here, and um, hopefully it can be an encouragement to each one that's here. Uh, about a week and a half ago, um, I was introduced to a, a, a podcast, you know, which is, that's what everybody's doing these days, right? Um, introduced to it, and, and uh, it was a specific one with a specific conversation, and in this podcast, there's a couple things that were mentioned that right away, like, really resonated with me. Like, really, really got a hold of me. I'm like, if this is true, this, this uh, maybe should change a little bit my outlook on some of, some of these, uh, these topics. Um, and so there's a few things I'm going to mention in this, but just like any time anybody's ever prepared for anything and studied, you, you start getting into things and, and things start developing and, and all of a sudden you're pretty excited about something, but you don't know exactly how it's going to come out. Um, well, maybe that's every time for me. Maybe that's every time. But the question was, was brought up and, and, um, and it led into some other things, but, but this guy made a statement. He says, he, he, he asked a question. He says, did God, or has God, ever answered a why question? And right away, it was like, okay, well, I've asked a lot of why questions. Um, and, and there's obviously a lot of different ways you can go with this. Um, but, but sitting here and, and knowing, knowing you and some of you since I was a little pipsqueak, um, my sister's here, that's pretty, it's pretty special to have the Reed Sackers here this morning, um, knowing her life and, and, and Ben and the kids and, and the, lives, the life they've experienced and, 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 and knowing some other people and some of the other stories, there's a lot of times when I'm sure we've asked why um, and for a lot of multiple reasons. But he wasn't specifically in like a, a it, it didn't really necessarily fit with everything he was talking about. It was just kind of his theory for life, like about maybe we shouldn't be asking why questions. And I was, you know, I, so I started running this back and, and chasing this. Um, and right away, I was like, well, is this true? Did, did, like, thinking of things in the Bible, stories in the Bible, did God never answer a why question? And so just that by itself, I spent a lot of time in just reading a lot of different stories um, and trying to figure out if it is. So I, I'm not going to say that he did or didn't exactly because of different translations could, could ask a why when maybe it's a how. Um, anyways, it just made me start questioning a, uh, a lot of the, the motivations behind some of these, these people um, and in asking questions. First one I, I thought of, obviously, was Job, right? So, so in, in, the, in the New King James Version, uh, Job, in the first handful of chapters, asked a why question like ten times. Because um, he was the first one I thought of, because he was the one that was, um, really went through things and was really dealing with things, and, and, and his, um, his dialogue <laughs> uh, with him and his friends had a lot of that in that. A lot of why questions. And so I tried to, I, I looked in some other things, but I would, I would really like some feedback on this um, if there would be, if there would be a, a time, specifically in the Bible, when somebody asked a why is this or why is this, why is this, and God directly answering it. Um, really, really, um, really very thought provoking. So I, I would like some feedback on that, but this, was, this led to this, uh, to this other thing about, about how we are wired and how we are made. Like, the, asking why happens all the time. Um, some of us ask it more than others, but I was thinking of all the different ways that we, that we ask why, and it was like, so what is in us that ask why? Or why do we ask why? What, what is in us that makes us ask that? Um, 
yesterday, uh, Benz was helping um, me and some girls do some fencing, and he asked multiple times, and that's, I appreciate about you, Benson. I'm, I'm glad you asked why questions, because you're just thinking. You're just you're trying to figure life out, right? But he said, why is the trees like this on this? Why is it here? And it was, and it was so simple. And so he didn't know that I was been studying about the why. And so I, like, it happened different times. I'm like, boy, he don't know. I'm going to pour it on him tomorrow. Why, why do we ask why? What is in us? It, it happens all the time. It, it, and I'm kind of embarrassed about this. Something will happen. Um, Maddie busted her finger. When was that, Maddie, when you busted your finger? Um, was it last fall? So she, she busted her finger. My, fir- my first question is, what happened? Why did, why did like, I, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing. Like, I see the finger doing this number, and I'm asking why. Like, well, what happened? Does it really matter right now? I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But, and, and, and why, I'm asking why, there is a crime or there is an accident. We want to know the motive. Like I heard, I heard like on the news, there was a terrible tragedy that happened. There was a school shooting of some kind. And something was mentioned about we are trying to figure out the motive. Why did it happen? Like, I mean, there's a lot of big things. And there's big picture things. There's some, some really neat, uh, um, there's some really neat writings about, about our, our mission statement to life should be the Why? Like, why do we do things? Okay, what is our purpose? So I understand that side of it. But when something happens, why is our tendency to ask why? Uh, how many, am I going to keep track of how many times I say why this morning? And, and, it made me, and it made me also think of how many times did I ask why in relation to an excuse that I'm trying to come up with. Well, th- this is the reason. There's got to be a reason I did this. There's got to be a reason this and this happened. We had a Madden tournament at our house last night. Did not go well. Um, there was there was times that the thing is well. What happened? I pushed the button. How many times did you say that, Blake? I pushed the button. It should have done this. Why is something happening? Why? And and it just becomes this this whole thing about about pursuing answers for things, which is great. But maybe maybe we're looking for the wrong answers. I don't know. And it, and it made me think of Job and, and how he did and, and everything he dealt with. But then it also made me think of somebody else. And, and it, this tied into with this thing of wisdom, right? So maybe, maybe real wisdom is knowing the right kind of answers to ask or the right kind of questions to ask. And I thought of Solomon. First uh, Kings 3, so I'm going to read a couple of verses from there. First Kings 3, we're going to start in verse... Um, Let's start in verse 7. You kind of know this. Solomon was supposed to be the wisest man on earth, right? And, uh, and, and he, was, he, was, he had just got done offering a bunch of things. And, um, and it says that the Lord ap- appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, ask what you shall want and I will give you. And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in, my, in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. So he's prefacing this, this answer um, with this of statement of the, the history of God's faithfulness. Okay, so this is now starting 1 Kings 3, verse 7. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of your father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is the midst of your people who you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant 
an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. Somebody that, that, that we would refer to as being the wisest person on earth. This is that interaction with God. This is that connection of, of and this is how it all went about. And he said, because, he says, I am a little child. I don't know exactly. I mean, I know there was, jo- who was the guy that, was it Joash, was eight years old? I don't think Solomon was that young. Solomon was a, uh, perhaps younger, but him recognizing that his um, need for wisdom in his role, in his responsibility as king, recognizing that and recognizing that he wasn't capable. That's how I see this. He wasn't capable of, of knowing the right way to do things. And so he asked for wisdom. He asked for an understanding heart. Or one translation actually says a hearing heart. I thought that's pretty cool. Because when those two women came to him just shortly after this and wanted to know, they were trying to argue over whose the baby was, right? It, it, actually, it, actually, it actually really, really not really changed my perspective, but really made me think, if, if Solomon was asking for a hearing or an understanding heart, it wasn't just to know right and wrong specifically, but knowing what's best in every situation. He was asking for wisdom. So we get this from Solomon. So now let's go to the New Testament. In James 3, um, we're going to look at this, this topic of, of, of wisdom. And I got three, uh, three points here for you all, um, because you always need three points, because you can't do two or four. I don't know why. But you've got to have three, so that way everybody can get it and write it down. But in James 3, we talk, we, it talks about this wisdom. Um, and it talks about this wisdom that's from above, because there's this earthly Knowledge. There's this earthly wisdom, and then there's a heavenly wisdom, and and so there's three points that that I want to uh, specifically bring up about this wisdom um, as we navigate light. So this is James three verse uh, thirteen. Who is a wise man and an understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does, does not descend from above, but is earthly, essential, and demonic. So that's what the, that's what the earthly wisdom looks like. It's self-seeking. It's out for your own, your own good your own, or your own uh, motivation. Um, but he says, but, um, but for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But verse 17 says, but the wisdom that is from above is first purer than peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. This wisdom is from above, um, is from the very nature of God. First point about wisdom is that this earth, this heavenly wisdom is divine. It is the very nature, so that would be the point for the first one. This wisdom is divine. It is, comes from God's very nature himself. You look at it, it's not just things that God said, but it's what he did going back all the way to the beginning. This is who he was. He's pure, he's peaceable, he's gentle, he's willing to yield as far as just um, this, this motivation, full of mercy and good fruits. Um, clearly, that, is, that comes from the very nature of, of who he is. Um, we could have a discussion on the willing to yield part, but being pure and gentle, we see that in God's, um, in God's grace and his mercy. 
Second point about wisdom is that it is Christ-like. I found some really cool verses that refer to this, this heavenly wisdom as actually the very likelihood of Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.24 says, so write that down. This is under this wisdom is Christ-like. Christ is the power of God and wisdom of God. We see how Christ lived. We see how he walked out his, his earthly ministry, and we see what he did for us. And we see that it's not just the power of God, but actually the wisdom of God. This wisdom is Christ-like. Another verse in Colossians 2.3 says, In Father and Christ are hidden all the treasure, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So that's the second thing, that we see that the wisdom is divine. It's in God's very nature of what is right and what is wrong, obviously. But then it goes beyond that, and it's like Christ was here on earth. He walked it out. He was the Word of God, and He walked it out. This wisdom is Christ-like. The third point that we see um, in James 1, verse 5, the third aspect of this wisdom is actually available. It's actually available to us. And, and when we're asking and pursuing answers to life, that you see that actually in verse 5 of James 1, it says, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. But that's kind of a why question, isn't it? Why is this happening? Why am I experiencing this? Why am I dealing with this? That kind of sounds like wisdom. That's like asking God, right? I don't know. I, I, I know there's things that I get pretty fired up about, and I recognize that. And, that. and I've been studying. I've been working on this thing. And maybe you are like, well, what's, what's the big deal? I mean, the, the big deal is learning and growing, right? Becoming more Christ-like. Yes, it is. But I just wonder if sometimes our motivation for asking certain questions are based out of a need for us to be right and a need for us to understand. Like, it's not just, um, I, I experienced that. You know, there's been things that have happened in our life, in my life, that I'm just like, I, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, I would like to know why. And I think each one of us probably at some point could say that, probably pretty recently. But even at any point in our life, if you haven't experienced it, you will, wanting to know why did this happen? What is the purpose? And now asking what is the purpose makes, a, makes you sound wise. Because <laughs> we, we want to know the reason. What if there's things that we will not know the reason for? And, and that's kind of heavy. That kind of hurts a little bit. But it says in, in, in this part that it that we are this wisdom that is available to us, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. You know, there's a lot of things that we could uh, um, that we will not receive in this life, but this actually says the wisdom from God is available if if we ask. And so then, so then my, my question is, so what, is, what does that look like to ask for wisdom? Like Solomon, God said, what do you want? And Solomon said, this is what I, I need, this. Like, what, what does it look like? And this, this other thing that, that was uh, in this podcast that really, really, really hit me 
was this thing about perhaps changing the questions that I asked. So there is, this is, this is a, a quote that I have, and I'm, I don't think I came up with it myself. So I'm going to say I don't think I did, but I do, not, I do not have the name of whoever it came from. So we're going to say it's anonymous. This is with a quote. Our faith in Christ does not change our circumstances, but changes the questions we ask. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So it probably wasn't me. But I had it written in my little black book. Our faith in Christ and in who he is doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes the questions we ask. So could we, could we change this, this idea of, of asking the why? Why is this happening? Now, I understand, I've said in the past, like if you're asking why to learn and to understand, that feels like that's okay. But in this way, what if we would change the questions we ask and we'd word them like this? Coming up on a situation, coming up on life, and we would ask, God, what do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? And, and this, this was this phrase that this guy in this podcast really hit me because it's like he, he made the statement. He believes God will answer that every time. Maybe not in a timely fashion that we would like. But if we're coming up with something and we ask, God, what do you want me to know? And then I was looking at all these different stories all through the Bible about different things. There was a lot about, there's a lot of the hows, which we've talked about in Sunday school recently. Zachariah says, how will this be? Mary says, how will this be? All these, like, how will these things come to pass? Abraham, how will these things come to pass? Moses, how will these things come to pass? Which maybe their motivation was the why, but maybe that was more about this understanding, like, what does God want me to know? And when they asked, and, and both of those times with Zacharias and with Mary, we just talked about them, and I went back and looked at Moses, all those questions God answered. How, how will this be? How can this come about? What? What am I supposed to learn? What do you want me to do? And, it, and I was going to all these stories, and every one of those stories, th- it was there. Somebody asked what they wanted, what does God want from them? God answered. And I thought, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, if, if that's there, rather than say, God, why is this happening? God, what do you want me to know? And, and he answered every time in this. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm going back over my life, and I'm thinking of all these different times that I ask in certain questions. Every time, God answered in some form or another. It wasn't like, God, why is this happening? Because one of the reasons that this guy is saying, and I, and I agree with this, one of the reasons perhaps... Uh, let me back up and slow down, Fred. One of the reasons um, that this guy is, is saying that he doesn't think God answers the why is because the reason is too great and too heavy, maybe too painful, maybe too confusing. The answer, you might not like the answer anyways. And, he's, and I'm like, well, I don't know about all that. Is that really true? And, and, but then I was thinking back of my life of certain times I said, God, why has this happened? Maybe I won't like the answer anyways. Maybe I won't be, maybe the answer won't be in a nice little bow right now because I can't, I can't endure it. I can't, I can't bear the weight of the answer. And I thought it was pretty interesting. But anyways, but what if, what if we would change this, this idea that, that me, in the need-to-know basis, have you ever heard that? 
Like what we have the, we ha- uh, this is a need to know. I need to know before we can step forward. Now I understand about certain of those things, but maybe our need to know should be changed with what does God want me to know? Maybe the need to know is my own personal still fighting with the flesh of understanding what, is, what do I need to know and what do I feel like I, I have to know. Um, but asking the question instead, God, what do you want me to know? Learn. What do you want me to do? And, and I feel like that answer has been answered every time at some point I've prayed. Now, maybe not the ones we're praying right now. We've got some prayers right now that we're praying about that, that we don't necessarily know that. Um, we don't know how it's going to end for sure. But, but what, if, what if all that I'm asking for is for God to show me what he wants me to know right now? Um, it, was, it, was, it, was a big, it was a big deal to me. Um, I would really... I did it. I was trying to be under 15 minutes today. I said, I'm going to just do 15 minutes. I'm going to jam it in there. I'm not going to go long because somebody's got to teach Sunday school later on anyways. So I've got a lot going on there. But I, I would really, there's two things I would like to challenge you all with. And I would like feedback on this. Number one, do you know if God ever answer a why question? Why is this happening? Okay. And I want, I want to know because I'm not like, I'm not saying that I, I believe it. I couldn't find anything specifically. I know that every time Job asked why, I went and looked at it. Job asked why like in the first seven or eight chapters, like ten times. I, th- I wrote them down. Um, and, and when God spoke later, it was like they weren't even there. Now some of them were like, God, he, Job was like, why in the world did I, why did I survive my birth? He says that numerous times. And I do think it's interesting, I do want to put this little point out, that, that, um, that, that, Job, when, when Job's wife said, curse God and die, Job said, I will not. Um, but yeah, Job did curse the day he was born. And I was like, yeah, Job, you're kind of going in the back door of cursing God a little bit there. Um, I thought that was really interesting. But that's the one thing. Let, I want some feedback on this. Do you know, if, has God ever answered a why question? Yes, Mr. Dan. Mm, why would glory of God? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a big, a big why. I don't know if that's again the answer that the guy wanted, or as a blind man is like, well, this is the answer. I, you know, um, no, I, that's good. I knew Mr. Dan would come through for me. <laughs> so that's the one thing. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have to go back and forth with this. Second thing is what do, what do y'all think about this idea of, of asking, God, what do you want me to know? Because we, we ask a lot of questions about God. What do you, how do you want me to do this? I need your help with this. I need this. We got this. We got all these sicknesses, illness. And I, we should pray for them too, because our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be his name, not our own. But what, what if we change it to, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? instead of asking the why. Anyways, I appreciate y'all's attentiveness, um, and thank you for the opportunity to share. Let's, let's close with prayer. God, thank you so much for this morning and the opportunity to, to be able to look into your word and, 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 and this topic of wisdom and, and what heavenly wisdom is, what godly wisdom looks like. Um, what a privilege to be able to go to your word and see what you have to say about these things. Um, what a blessing, God. Ask God that you continue to lead us and help us grow. 
Um, we need that, and we need your wisdom, um, because as of ourselves, we come up short. God, thank you again for the opportunity to share, and just bless our rest of our service. In Christ's name I pray, amen.